We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. Welcome to September and welcome to Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. I'm Tamara Crabtree with Oklahoma Family Network and today you get to meet my friend Long Tran. He and his wife Mary, along with their four kids, know personally the impact childhood cancer has on families because they have lived it, not once, but twice with two of their amazing children. Today, you will hear Long share about the nonprofit they started because of their experience and the goals that they have to serve others in the midst of their cancer diagnosis and treatment. They are an amazing resource for our community and state. We hope as we share their family story to bring awareness, education, conversation, and support to others. Thank you for listening in today and joining in on Long and I's conversation. So, so tell me how old your kids are. Uh, so Riley uh, is 17, Jordan is 15, Abby is 10, and Toby is 7. So are you entering the world of like senior stuff this year? Yeah, Riley is a senior. Can't believe it. Yeah, it's it's a ride. That senior year is a wild ride. So hold on tight. I mean, you are already a busy person, but man, if anybody can do it, you are the one to be able to do it. That is for sure. I'm super excited to have you on. And I actually, before we talk about anything, I want you to tell us about your upcoming event that is going to be at the end of um, the month of September that you are a big fundraiser event. So tell us all about that. Yeah, so it's our annual, uh, biggest annual event that we have, probably the only one that we have. So um, uh, the date is September 30th. It's going to be at Bolero in uh, in Edmond. It's a bowling tournament fundraiser. So it's just a great time and people just come out there. And yeah, it, it gets a little crazy. Uh, there's a lot of fun involved, but, you know, we, we put the fun in fundraiser, right? So yeah. Uh, we love it. And it's uh, September 30th. Give us all the how it started and why you started it. Okay. So we, we use bowling because the first one was done for our family. So our, um, our friends, let me, let me go ahead and back up then uh, tell you the whole story. Um, Riley Faith, Riley is the, is the senior now. She, uh, Faith is her middle name and uh, Faith Kid was named after her. And um you know, she had leukemia when she was three. Uh, we just had a great support group that helped us through the whole thing. Uh, and we just couldn't imagine anyone going through what we went through without a support group. So uh, it was, you know, really in honor of Riley that we started the charity, but it was inspired by our support group. I mean, our our friends and families and people we didn't even know um, basically calling us and, uh, hey, how can I help? And uh, one of the people that uh, did that was a friend of ours. His name is Jeff Canthancy. He, uh, he's, a, he's a bowler. He used to like have perfect games and stuff like that. He has rings and uh, it's crazy. He's like, Hey long man, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't, I don't know a lot of things, but I, I can bowl. Can I host a bowling tournament for your family? And I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, <laughs> so, um, it, 
it was like that, right? And then so we had our first fundraiser and it was for us. We did the tournament and we just continued it every year to raise help awareness, raise awareness and help raise funds for other families as they did for us. And it's changed over the years on how we support families um, because we've kind of grown over the years of families that need our assistance. Uh, we, we get majority of our um, applicants from the children's hospital, uh, from the social worker up at uh, OU Children's Hospital. We're now, you know, all over the place. Uh, other departments like the heart uh, department, any kids with uh, life-threatening illness, they're, they're sending us applicants. So before we used to just fundraise for a specific family or, spe- uh, or a specific kid or a, uh, a charity or something like that, and we kind of just split whatever we raise. So if we raise, let's say, 20000 we just if there was five people that were raising for it, we just split that up and just gave it away. And we found out really quick that we need more money. <laughs> We, you know, we had to kind of spread it out. So uh, because we're getting so many applicants, it's crazy of how many people need help uh, out there with, you know, bills and all kinds of stuff. And but anyways, that's how it started. Uh, We just had a great support group that kind of loved on us. And we're trying to do the same things for uh, the community who, you know, really needs us the most when they're going through a health crisis like cancer and stuff like that. So. And that's why we do it. I mean, we we understand what um, we went through and how it affected our family financially and emotionally. And I mean, it just took a toll on us. But uh, having that support group and uh, people uh, to kind of just love on you and bless you, um, it meant the world to us. And that's why we do it. Yeah. So, so how long have you been doing it? And how long ago was Riley's journey? Uh, so she got diagnosed actually on her third birthday in the hospital. So she came in there with an ankle and uh, they told us it was um, a bone infection. At first, it's going to take six weeks to to treat. And we're like, oh my God, six weeks. You know, we were all beat up about it. And they they admitted us. And then uh, they did, of course, all kinds of crazy tests. And then on her birthday, they came in with a team of doctors and said, hey, you know, r- red blood cells this, white blood cells that does that, platelets does this, and it's 100% leukemia. I was like, what? And I mean, I lost it. My wife kept it together. I lost it. I went to the restroom and started throwing up. I mean, I, it was my first baby, you know, and I've always wanted a family. I've always wanted kids. It was my first child, and here we are in the hospital and uh, being told that she has cancer. And so I didn't know what to do. I mean, I I lost so much weight. I was just I was just done, right? And uh, it's 15 years now. She's been cancer-free since. So uh, we are very blessed. You know, I had go ahead and tell you this too. You know, we we went through a lot with Rite but a few years later, uh, Faith Kids almost ended because we found out our other daughter Abby had cancer. So. Uh, our house, our family was hit twice with the cancer bug. And I pretty much said, you know, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, I have to take care of my family. And, you know, God just said, you know, uh, yes, you can, you know. And 
just just like how he did before uh just blessed us I, I tell people i have two kids with cancer and i'm i'm one of the lucky ones to honestly tell you i'm one of the lucky ones um is because i we we help so many families and we meet so many family and kids that do not get to say that they they uh you know they're cancer free so a big part of what we do too is we provide bereavement support so we help pay for funerals and stuff like that so when i tell people you know i'm a, i'm one we're one of the lucky ones but we have two kids with cancer that's what i mean um a lot of families don't get to say that. So um, Faith Kids is very rewarding for us as a family to um, see the blessings that we get to get, we get to be a part of to help other families. Uh, but it's only because we've been blessed with that. And we, we feel like our duty of destiny is something that he, uh, God has kind of put on us, you know. And and when I had that moment, you know, that the moment where I came home from the hospital and uh, to get the supplies and stuff. And my wife and uh, Riley was in the hospital. I had to go home, and get more, more um, supplies, if you will, because we, we were in there for a while. I came home and to an empty home and I'm like, I had that why God movement. I'm like, why God, you know, why is this happening? You know, I don't understand. And I started questioning all that. And all of a sudden, it's like it's like a bag of bricks. Just I mean, it was just boom. This is why, and and each it is spelled out. Faith kids. This is why. It's spelled out. Fighting against illness to heal kids. And this is it was like it was like clear as day. And I'm calling my sister, and we're talking about it. And I'm crying. I go, I know why. I know why I have to, why this is happening. What I have to do. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's history. <laughs> and this is why, this is why we were, uh, this is why I feel like this is why this all happened. He had a plan for us that we didn't understand. And I don't know if it's, uh, uh, a blessing in disguise, if you would, <laughs> but, you know, we do have two kids with, uh, with cancer that survived it. So, uh, I'm going to continue to do it and I'm going to continue to help families, because we know what it is like for us. Yeah. Well, I know you have blessed families out there in our community. I know families um, sing your praises and you you have truly helped just so many families in, in very unique situations. So having two children with cancer, um, you're kind of a cancer expert, I guess you can say, because did they have the same type of cancer? Did you have to learn about another type? Tell us a little bit about that. No, so uh, Riley had uh, leukemia. Uh, she had acute lympho lymphoblastic leukemia, leukemia pre-B, uh, which is a blood cancer. Abby had ganglial neuroblastoma, which is a cancerous tumor in her neck. Two totally different cancers. And, uh, you know, all of us, we all have cancers in our body. It's just a matter of if it, these blood cells, if it uh, defects or whatever when it, when it grows and it, it splits, right? Um, it's if it becomes a cancerous or not. So uh, it's, I mean, some of it's genetic, I guess. I don't know the science of it a lot. I just know that it's two different, two totally different cancers. Uh, as far as knowing, um, being a professional about it, 
I, I'm, I'm not even going to even uh, jump on that at all. But I can tell you this, the first time around when Riley was going through treatment, she went through two and a half years of chemotherapy and it was crazy. She went through a lot. I mean, all the side effects you can think of, um, she had it. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of gave us a book <laughs> of uh, things that could happen with, with chemotherapy and it was scary stuff. I mean, it was all these things that could possibly happen now and then things that could uh, happen in the future, uh, long-term effects. And lucky for us so far, uh, the long-term effect, there's nothing yet. I mean, God forbid nothing happens, but I mean, uh, she's been just like a normal teenager. She don't remember anything. She used to go to the Cabot Kid Foundation to go down there at camps and stuff like that. But she kind of stopped because um, uh, she said, you know, she loved everything about it. It's just that she she couldn't really uh, connect with some of the kids on that level of, you know, cancer because they, 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 they put them in groups of cancer and stuff like that. And But, uh, you know, she had friends and stuff that she loved and that went through all that. And it's fresh in their mind and stuff like that because they they, they kind of lived it. She was a baby. She was three years old or she just turned three. And so she, 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 I was talking about it just the other day and uh, she's like, you know, I, I just couldn't connect with them on that level. And sometimes I felt bad, you know, I felt, I feel like a normal kid. And I go, man, that's great that, you know, you get to uh, feel that way because <laughs> if you would only know what you went through, you know, uh, so it's kind of a blessing that she got it so young, but when she was going through it, you know, I, I questioned everything. I, I read up on everything and I was just, you know, busy trying to understand what leukemia was because I really thought she was going to die. And that's why I was, I was just so, you know, um, destroyed when I found out, when we found out about it. So I started reading up on everything, you know, and trying to understand everything and asking all kinds of questions, nurses, everybody that came into the room hundred times a day, you know, <laughs> that sucks so bad. We're trying, we're just like, we're exhausted and it's just coming in, but you know, they were taking care of, we didn't know. It was just like, oh my God, why are you guys in there this late? You know, there she's trying to sleep and she's freaking out because everyone that, even the door opens, she's screaming because she's being poked. She's being, you know, all kinds of stuff. Right. So, uh, but I question things that they were giving her, all these chemos that they were giving her and they, they would tell me what it is, but I felt like, you know, at one point I'm like, man, why, why so much so fast? And uh, what does this do? And they didn't really under, uh, explain it. They just kind of gave it to us. And so that's why I started asking questions. One of the things that um, and it got, it got to so overbearing, overwhelming uh, for her that I, you know, I questioned one time where uh, a, a nurse was coming in and I was like, what is that? You know, what kind of shot is that? And she was like, it's, you know, it's, uh, and does she need it? You know, she, they, they were like, well, she doesn't really need it, need it. Uh, but, uh, you know, and it's like, uh, I think it's like a $5,000 shot or something like that. One shot. And I was like, what? And then she's like, yeah. Um, but what does it do? You know, well, it's to prevent tumors. I was like, give it to her. You know, what can you do? What can you do as a dad or a parent? And they say it's to prevent this, to prevent that. It's to fix this. To, you, you, 
you're you just kind of you're helpless, right? Uh, that's that's the feeling I had the whole time. I felt helpless. I felt useless. I couldn't do anything to help save my daughter, and it was just that feeling the whole time, you know. And then when Abby happened, of course, uh, we were a little more educated in things, you know, and so uh, we started asking all kinds of questions. So when they when uh, Abby got diagnosed, um, it was actually Riley that found out. Um, well, she pointed out to us, she was tickling Abby and she was leaning back, you know, being tickled and Abby, no, uh, Riley noticed the lump on her neck and we're like, okay, let's go check it out. You know, with us, with us, any, anything, we're like, oh yeah, let's go check it out. Uh, so when we found out it was crazy, check this out. So Riley got diagnosed on her third birthday, right? Um, she rang the bell and completed treatment on my birthday. Abby got diagnosed. She could have easily gotten di diagnosed on her third birthday. We we went in for tests and everything, um, you know, around her birthday, right? And then we got finished and we were waiting for them to call us back uh, on results and stuff like that because we did the biopsy. And it was her birthday. I was like, they better not call me today. It was her third birthday. They better not call me today. Tell me anything today. They called us the next day and told us it was cancerous. Uh, but what's crazy is, uh, so when I was telling you, I, I asked all kinds of questions and stuff. They wanted to start chemo right away. And I was like, okay, it's a tumor. Do we, you know, do we have to do chemo? And um, I wanted to explore options. I just didn't want to go straight to Kim because I, I saw what it did to, to Riley, you know, and it was crazy. So I asked about surgery, asked about all kinds of stuff. And like, oh, yeah, if we're going to do that. We have to. There's this doctor in New York that he's he's like, a, you know, the best at it. OK, well, let's let's explore that. Long story short, we chose the, the surgery option and. Well, we didn't cho choose it yet. But we were deciding, right? We were praying about it and stuff like that. And and they they gave us that call and they say, like, "Hey, we got to, we have to the day of the the, the day after her birthday, like we have to get you in uh, an appointment set for her to come in and get the surgery done." We're like, "Okay, when?" And they told me the date. And my wife is sitting on the dry, uh, the other side, and I was like, "No, <laughs> we can't do that date." She said, is there another date? No, we have to get you in that date. That's the only time he can do it. If not, it's going to push back to like months after. And we got to get her in. That date was my wife's 40th birthday. Yeah. So I was like, they want to do surgery on your birthday. She's like, no, <laughs> no, we can't. And uh, but we had no choice. So on her 40th birthday, we were at the hospital getting that tumor removed. Uh, but, I mean, think about that, right? Riley got diagnosed on her third birthday. She rang the bell and completed on my birthday. Um, Abby got diagnosed pretty much on her third birthday uh, and then was able to get successful surgery to remove the tumor on her birthday. How crazy is that? You girls each have bonds with your daughters that are just that is crazy. That is crazy. So did y'all travel to New York then for that surgery? Oh no, no. We they actually did it here. Yeah, they actually did it here. And then th those are the questions I had too. I was like, no, I thought you get we were gonna do that. 
over there and like well the doctor the surgeon feels like he can do it and, and i go okay so i had all kinds of what if it, when you cut it it spread you know i mean i don't know right so they're like oh i don't know well, let's get together and ask these questions before we do this you know before we decide uh, but you know it was she's still cancer free and it's been great and she feels good she's does she remember it she doesn't remember it. She, I show her pictures of her big old scar. I mean, literally, they cut her from here all the way here, and it was it was gruesome, you know. I came out when she came out of the surgery. Oh my gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't hold back anything. I tried to like not cry in front of her, and I'm trying to run away, and it's, and she was like, "Oh, my neck is ouchy," you know. I'm like, she was three, you know, and it's so hard. It's so hard to sit there and and uh, watch that feel so helpless again it almost i almost stopped faith kids I, I was like you know i have to take care of my kids i have to you know i can't devote all this time to helping other families and here my kids are getting sick and i can't do nothing about it so but then that that support group i mean it they just they just loved on us i mean like they they hosted a uh, my family and friends they they had a like a Vietnamese concert to raise money for our family and you know I was like okay <laughs> I went from uh, wanting to cool, stop Faith Kids to okay now we have to fully make it five hundred one c nonprofit <laughs> so we went we went from uh, not not wanting to do it anymore to okay let's make it a, 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 an official thing and uh and and go you know devote more time to it it was just a sign of you know from god saying hey you got to take this a little further you gotta you gotta do more and so you know we we did more we we uh formed a nonprofit and um we're legit <laughs> we're legit doing what uh we we just wanted to help families right individually but now it's like Everyone, you know, it's like all, all the illness, all the life-threatening illnesses, and it's, it's been busy. Yeah, the life-threatening illnesses have not stopped, have they? No, no. And but you know, we, the reason uh, was Riley, um, but the inspiration was our support group, and our, we kind of have kind of our slogan, if you will, with Faith Kids, and it's "You are Faith Kids," and it's because of all the people that helped us uh, it's because of them and their generosity and their help and their donations that allows us to continue to help families in our community. So it's, it's not, it's not long train or Mary or anyone on, uh, on our board that does anything to, to keep this going. It's, it's the community. It takes a village, you know, we are so blessed to have, people in our lives that uh, believe in our mission and uh, not only believe in it, but it's their mission. So, so our slogan is you are faith gifts. You are helping, you know, families uh, fight life-threatening illnesses. So um, that's what we love. So, so if people wanted to get involved, do you still have places or spots for teams to come and bowl or um, donations? What do you need? Yeah. So, um, it's always going to sell out uh, as far as teens are concerned. 
but yeah, there are still spots. It's limited spots left. So if you want to bowl, just go to uh, faithkids10.org. Uh, faithkids was 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 available at the time. So faithkids10.org, uh, and uh, there are all kinds of information about everything there. So anything that you need to know about Faith Kids, faithkids10.org. And you can sign up, you can uh, sponsor, you can do whatever. So, but yeah, things that we really need are, you know, your things to um, raise money. So gift cards, gift baskets, any silent auction items, uh, sponsorships are really, really needed. Um, and it's 100% uh, tax deductible uh, write-off for you. Um, if you use it as marketing, we display all your stuff everywhere, uh, depending on what uh, what uh, level of sponsorship you want to do. Um, but yeah, sponsorship is really what we need. And then uh, any items that we can get to help raise money that day. Uh, we have we have a bowling tournament that happens during this whole thing. But, uh, you know, we we do raise quite a bit of money for the the, uh, the charity. Uh, and a hundred percent of what we raise goes directly back. We there, there's no one on staff. We don't have any overhead. It's uh, Long's Garage, <laughs> you know, and uh, us going around doing whatever. So um, it's a bunch of volunteers loving on the community and uh, the the bunch of family and and uh, that support group that I told you about, loving on what, our mission and what we do, and uh, they're stepping up and helping out. So. Just go to that website and any information that you need, uh, it should be on there. If not, they can contact me directly. Um, so tell me one last thing about, um, you said that you do receive referrals from the social worker up at OU Children's, but is there any other way that the community could say, you know what, I have a friend that I think could okay. participate. Can you tell us about that process? Yeah, so we, we always have, uh, and this is how it started out to begin with, uh, with you know, we didn't have uh, social workers sending us stuff. It's, when you give that dollar to Faith Kids, you know direct where it's going directly. It's going to someone in locally here in Oklahoma, uh, and we we serve all of so all of Oklahoma, Tulsa, everywhere. Right, we get a lot of uh, referrals from uh, Tulsa. It started out, you know, it's kids in your neighborhood in or your school or whatever, and you know, uh, it's friends and families that know someone that know someone that needs our assistance, and they refer them to us. Uh, and it's just a matter of them filling the application. And um, of course, you know, we uh, we vet them, make sure that uh, they are um, going through what they are going through, through the doctors and stuff like that. But they go through the website and there's a an application that they fill out and uh, we just contact them and love on them as much as we can. Does everybody get to meet you? Uh, yes, <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> uh, so... Before COVID, it was like that. It, I met everybody. I went. To, I was always up at the hospital. I uh, one of the biggest thing for me. Um, it wasn't the fundraising and stuff like that. It was meeting the family and meeting the parents and sharing our story of hope. You know, we get to we get the privilege of sharing our story of hope. Not like people can say that. Uh, so. I know with uh, Oklahoma Family Network, that's exactly what you guys do. And that's kind of why I jumped on board uh, at the beginning. You know, uh, you were connecting with families and sharing your story and, and sharing that story of hope and, and bonding with the uh, the daily struggles that 
families go through with cancer or special needs or whatever it is, right? And I, I, I went to that meeting for the first time and I'm sitting in a room with, of course, I was the only male, right? I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> They're going to attack me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I was sitting there and, and I'm hearing uh, story after story. Every one of you guys had a story. I'm, I'm going into this thinking, I have a story to tell about my family and, and what we went through. And every one of you guys had a story. And I, I don't even remember. I was crying. Like, I was so overwhelmed with, oh, my God, there's so many people out there that have stories and uh, that are going through these life uh, crisis, if you will, and and things that they have to deal with that no one really kind of think about unless you are going through it. And I was on board right off the bat, you know, but just allow me to do the work. I don't I don't want to I don't want to get paid for it. I don't <laughs> I don't want to have to. Uh, uh, clock in, if you will, you know, and, and and report all this stuff. Just just if you have a family that needs me to connect or whatever, I'll, I'll be more than happy to do it. But so, yeah, back then before COVID, I would try to meet all the families and I'd go meet all the kids. And it, it got very overwhelming meeting some of these families. And then um, when we would lose them, you know, and it took a toll on me for a long time. But, but, you know, I still had to do it. I, it was one of the things that, like, I enjoyed it. I loved I loved meeting the kids. I loved meeting the families and uh, sharing our story. And since COVID, there, all kinds of rules changed up at the hospital. So it's it was it's a little more difficult. Uh, we do try to meet with the families. We invite them to our events and stuff like that. And uh, uh, we reach out to them. And, you know, I... I don't I don't make every call since it gets a little crazy with how many applicants we got we, we get. Uh, but whoever contacts uh, our board member contacts, they tell our story. And then I still reach out to them if I can. Uh, but we uh, for that day, September 30th, we also uh, we also do all kinds of fun stuff, too. Right. So, like, there's there's a bowling tournament that day, but we also, you know, do toy drives. We do fun uh, outings and local make-a-wish type stuff for the families. But we also do a bowling uh, day that morning of the, the bowling tournament for the family. So we invite all the families that we help to come and enjoy bowling for free, food, all kinds of stuff, even t-shirts and stuff like that. But uh, we have, you know, superheroes come out and kind of make it as fun as we can for the families because, you know, they get to have a normal day. Most of these kids, they don't get a normal day like they're they're stuck in the hospital you know one of the families we help jason and uh, nikki asher they started a um, charity called matt the math impact uh which was uh mckenzie asher was one of our beneficiaries back then actually twice she relapsed and we we love that we love them so much and jason actually served on our board for the longest time we call we did what we called the Mac attack experience back then. And cause McKenzie, you know, she took on uh, the Rocky theme. And so Mac attack, you know, anyways, we call it the Mac attack experience. And uh, Jason had this idea. We sat there and, you know, pretty much planned out her bucket list. And uh, we did, a, they did, I mean, Jason did whatever he could to get her the best uh, experience uh, she could before she passed and unfortunately she passed but she got to do all kinds of fun stuff you know 
a lot of silly things like you know play with piglets and stuff like that but uh she got to learn how to drive she got to meet jake paul she got to do all kinds of really cool stuff uh but um so we kind of took that and and ran with uh the mac attack experience so we we did fun fun things for local things we can't do you know the make a wish stuff right because it's make wish is awesome i love the make a wish so we do the local things for the kids uh and then jason felt like he really needed to, to do his own thing with that so he took off and and uh, the match uh, impact started so but it, it kind of branched off from um our charity uh and kind of what uh jason did and we love it, so we kept it. We <laughs> kept doing it. You know, uh, we we try to refer things to them, but if family needs something, we just kind of do it. Uh, but yeah, we try to do a lot of fun stuff too. So many things in our community and in our state have occurred um, just because of the the vision that you guys had with Faith Kids, and um, I know y'all y'all's impact has just been huge um, all over the state. I love everything you guys do. I hope that um, this is one of your biggest bowling tournaments ever as far as raising money and raising funds. Because uh, I know that it's going, like you said, every dollar goes straight to the families that you guys serve. Again, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do it? Maybe voice your email on here, those kind of things. Yeah, so just uh, faithkidscontact at gmail.com uh, or just go straight to the website, uh, faithkids10.org. I mean, that, that has all the information. It has past stuff on there, pictures, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of, uh, oh, one of the things we do too is we support local charities because uh, we can't do it all. And so that's why you see me everywhere because like a lot of these charities out there kind of doing the same mission. They have our same mission. We were on the same team. We, we're in no competition with any of these charities um we we love on them we like we try to champion them right we uh we go to all the charities uh, events if we can to try to support them we're sponsors if we can uh we go there in full force i mean like like if there's a golf tournament there's like five of our teams there you know and uh we're sponsors we're donating um because that's they do what we were what our mission is they're it takes a village, right? Like I said, and we love it. We that's that's why that's one of our mission is to help support local charities that are helping local kids fight life threatening illnesses. So when when they have an event, we're gonna come there and champion them. We're gonna come there and celebrate with them. We're gonna come there and love on them, as as you know, families do do for us. So we can't do it all. We can, we as much as we want to, <laughs> we 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 want to uh, encourage support charities that does the same thing and also that the, one of the things we do is like families who feel inspired and want to start their own charity uh just like the mac impact just like the k club just uh jace's uh magic closet all these th these um other families that want to start a nonprofit or start something we come in and we support them as well so the community initiatives with that type of stuff we're going to be there and champion them too. And we're going to support them. Well, there's always more work to be done. And the the more people that are supporting other people in the community, it, it's the only way to uh, truly reach everybody that we want to touch. Oh, yeah. Do you have any last words that you might want to share with everyone? May I don't know, maybe you want to touch on a few things that you guys are highlighting for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month? Not in our world, 
we see childhood cancer awareness. We see it a lot because we know a lot of people that raise awareness for it. But in the uh, normal media or the normal, there's just not a lot. There's just not a lot of awareness. So like you see the pink ribbons and breast cancer and all these other, but you know, these are our kids and we barely see anything out there uh, or anyone talking about it. It's so weird to me. And, you know, less of all the, now I tell people this and they're like, what? Uh, of all the funds raised for cancer, of all the funds raised, less than 4% is dedicated to childhood cancer, where, uh, to the childhood cancer. So all the research they do to, to fund, to try to find cures for cancer, less than 4% goes to the pediatrics, which is mind-blowing. We're supposed to be here helping our kids and, you know, we give them less than 4%. Uh, so raising awareness for September. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And that's why we do our events in September or the first week of October, because we, we want to use the whole September to kind of uh, promote it and uh, raise awareness and stuff like that. So um, that's what we do for September. So I encourage everyone to kind of speak out about it a little bit, you know, and help us raise awareness. If you can't, uh, if you can't do it, just share our post that we put out there. We're on Instagram at Faith Kids uh, Inc. It's also uh, on Facebook as well at Faith Kids Inc. And then you can find me. Uh, my name is Long Tran um, on social media uh, on Facebook. And just share any of the information I put out there about childhood cancer awareness or about our event. A lot of times don't, people don't have the uh, the money to donate but it doesn't cost you anything to share a post or something like that. It just helps uh, reach somebody that we can't reach. And hopefully they are a part of it too and uh, help us with the whole uh, mission. So yeah, just it's really it. Um, obviously childhood cancer is every month for you guys. I mean, it's not something that is just a one month dedicated um, out of the 12 that we have. Um, so, so yeah, uh, just for people to talk about it or to bring awareness or to understand how it works and the things that are in our community and um, for those that haven't had the experience. Um, I think we, I talked about it in another post or another uh, uh, podcast that, you know, statistics are only statistics to those people who haven't experienced it. Right. And so, and so for you guys, it's, it's not a statistic, it's life, it's reality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it is just September for uh, uh, the whole world, but for us, it is every month. It is every day. It's every. Uh, it's every day. I mean, we we live it every day. We know. We know. I mean, we have two kids that are cancer free, but you know, we we just know what it's like. So we every day we just kind of it just it doesn't go off our our minds. You know, it's it's just always a part of us. Uh, you know, the first the first walk we did was with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and it was the light the night walk. And we were walking with a bunch of these people that helped us out. And that actually that picture is on our website. And I looked at my wife, I go, look, this this is going to be our life. This is what we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives. It, it was I don't know if it was a, a sad moment, 
or if it was excited moment, it was maybe a mixture of both, you know, but it was, it was something that we knew is going to be a part of us for as long as we, we live, you know, it's, we live it every day. We just knew that this is our life now. Powerful words from beginning to end, Long. Thank you for everything that you do, Long. I know that you are a loved person in our community and in our state. So we really, really appreciate you and um, what Faith's Kids does for all of our, our families. Right. So. Thank you so much for having me. I love you all guys. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.